that there is something magical inside of you, but you don't know how to uncover it? The Heart Sing Podcast is dedicated to just that, helping you put yourself first and figure out what lights you up. I'm your host, Addie B, aka Slayer of Namaslayer, and through my journey of losing nearly 100 pounds, uncovering the magic of my soul, and building the life of my dreams, I'm leaving no stone unturned in the process of self-discovery. And I'm here to share it all with you. So let's get started. Rise and radiate all you heart sing seekers. You are listening to episode 23 of the heart sing podcast. I'm your host, Addie B, also known as Slayer of Namaslayer. Today, I'm going to talk a bit about a couple of my favorite topics, habit stacks and mother earth blending them together to bring you this seasonal habit stacking episode. As always, I will share some of my story with you with the goal to leave you with some knowledge or inspiration that will spark an awareness within and leave you a little more curious about some topics than before you arrived here today. I will also leave you today with a few resources and tips that will help you take some action on some of these things. This week, I've been creating like crazy for a virtual adventure camp I'm doing, and I'm having so much fun preparing all of the content to take these women on this soul discovery journey inside body, mind, and soul. And I am just in flow with it, loving it, having so much fun, but also putting in like just really longer days than normal. I get in flow and I get a little wrapped up in it, but I was jamming along and I noticed this strong desire to change my habit stacks right in the middle of this. And when I realized it, I was like, no, we are not changing our habit stacks. Why on earth would I want to do that right now after I just got it solidified here in this new location in the Adventure RV, aka the rig? I mean, I had just spent a year learning to adapt my habits as I moved around the country from one location to another. And it was challenging, a great learning experience, but challenging for sure. Now that I had been still for a little bit and just really getting into my groove, or so I thought, right? Maybe the better observation here is, is there ever really a groove that stays still? And isn't it always about adapting our habits to circumstances, life changes, and how do we react when it does? You know, before we get into that whole philosophy, let's take a quick DL on habit stacking for anyone newer to the concept. This is the act of tying one habit to another. And it's a great skill to develop about understanding your brain and the process of making new habits and building these new neural pathways. You have habit stacks already. You just might not be familiar or call them that term. And again, a lot of this is influenced by James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, really was part of the integration into my transformation, adapting understanding habits into my life. If you work to combine your habits and get the understanding of the habit cycle and how it works, you can truly become whomever you want to be. And as Aristotle says, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. We are our habits. 
Now, that being said, your brain will not like you making new habits. It's the jo- its job to keep you going, doing the status quo. It's already spent years pruning away these pathways you didn't develop so you could be an efficient machine. Unfortunately, for some of us, this efficiency involved habits from intense immediate gratification rewards like fatty foods, wine, Netflix, social media scrolling, all the usual suspects. So when I saw my brain be like, hey, let's change our habits again, I was like, what? Then I stopped for a minute. I took a look and I realized it wasn't my brain. I had this strong desire to get back to sunrise on the mountain. And it was so strong from within me, from within my core that I wanted to uproot my stacks willingly. (laughs) But first, let me talk about this call to the mountain, to Mother Earth. Last quarter, I made a power habit of trying to do this because I just know how good I feel when I'm out there. A power habit is what we call in the Me First Sisterhood and in the guide I created, we work on this one habit for 90 days. We work on this habit to watch their brain and make it before we introduce more chaos to their brain. I joke around in the group that they're not allowed to make one more more than one habit or else, and I'm only half kidding. (laughs) It's all good to work on putting some votes in the bucket on building the other habits at the same time. But in order for us to also manage our tendencies for the all or nothing thinking, the perfectionism, it's best to keep your brain focused and on your goals and one habit at the time until you have this conquered and you have this pathway grooved out a little bit more. So think about it though. What, I mean, what do we do every January 1st? I'm going to do this, this, and this. And we had like a zillion new habits every year. That was me. Anybody else? And what would happen? My guess is if you were like me and you picked more than one thing, like everything, like I used to, I'd give up somewhere around February when the newness starts to wear off. And welcome to the club. That's just your brain trying to protect you and keep you safe. That was definitely me before I came a self-proclaimed habit guru. (laughs) But I tell you, I can literally post shrinking pictures of myself with each new habit I added to my habit stack and the over 100 pounds I lost in a couple of year period. And it's because these habits were small, easy, gradual. I made them as fun as possible. And the pounds just followed. Don't forget the fun, you guys. Gotta have fun with it. In other words, though, I became. First, we must believe it's possible. Then we start to take the action and we become and we start to see it might be true. And then all of a sudden, we just are. We are what we do, and we're in continuous motion to build that next version of our future self. Last quarter, I had picked grounding to get back to Mother Earth. (laughs) Grounding to make as a habit. And if you aren't familiar with this concept, this is a fun one. Grounding is the process of putting your feet on the earth. Some people will call it earthing as well. And it's super cool, actually. Here's the promise. And there's a lot of science to back this up. I'll drop a link in the show notes about a little movie about the grounding so you can check it out. You can also get things now like grounding pads and sheets, all kinds of stuff. So the gist of it, and this is slayerized in this podcast for you, which means I have completely morphed this, I'm quite sure, from when I learned it a few years ago. 
Basically, there's something like 5,000 lightning bolts that hit the planet each second. Your bare feet have 3,000 plus nerve endings on them, all ripe and ready to receive the electrical charge from the earth. Think about it, though. Doesn't it make sense? I mean, it's not like we were created with shoes on. You ever wonder why you feel so good walking on the beach or working in the garden? You absorb these electromagnetic waves through other areas of your body as well. I think your bare feet just have more receptors for this. Your body is energy and the earth charges you. It's another great tool to increase circulation, reduce inflammation, reduce muscle damage, a bunch of cool stuff. Isn't that awesome? It's like a wireless charger for your body and it's free. You'll notice all kinds of changes to your well-being if you start grounding. And for me, I notice my hips stop aching so much. I feel more connected to everything. I just feel better. So I wanted to make this a habit. During our February analysis, and of course, obviously, I picked February to run a habit challenge or a habit topic in our sisterhood because I knew this is when our monkey brains would come out on that habit and everyone would start dropping off by flies if we didn't take a look at our habits. Of course, I'm a bit of a habit-crazed maniac. As well as a meditation maniac. So, you know, you get your balance here at the Heart Sing Podcast, right? During this analysis with this cool new tool I made, I realized I missed nearly 70% of the habit already. And this was a habit I thought was going to be easy because I do love it, especially here in Arizona, being outside on my mountain. I didn't account for other factors, though, even as much as I tried to ahead of time. This is why analyzing in the middle of, you know, your goals constantly, you guys, through your weeks, through your month, through the through the year, that we don't just do it once a year. It's so important. I was like, wow, you know, what's going on with this habit? When making a habit for maximum success, you look to make it obvious, attractive, easy, and rewarding. So I took another look at it. You know, I'm not near a mountain any longer. I had moved locations, so it's not easy to get to where I love to do it at. And it was cold and rainy some days, dark outside. It was cold. I didn't want to get outside where it was normally in my habit stack. And the reward just wasn't big enough. It wasn't attractive. I realized this and that my intention had really been to get outside, to get outdoors and get away from my work a little bit, be out in nature, just be out in the elements. And I simply renamed my habit at that point to nature. That just meant I had to get outside. I could take a walk, get my feet in the earth, whatever it meant, just getting out of the store. And since just changing that word in the idea of the habit, I've showed up for the habit every single day, which was the goal after all, to be outside. And I decided I could commit to getting out there if only to walk in the rain for five minutes. And most days I walked for over an hour. A few times I just sat under my awning, sometimes while eating my Slayer Parfait, looking at the cactus and the birds out back. Either way, success. Habit established is just part of what I do. I have what I call my do or die habit list, which didn't start that way, by the way. 2017, Addie had one habit, brush my teeth. (laughs) 
Then it started with yoga, meditation, but now I have added in yoga first. I meditate, journal my magic pages, make a plan, post my plan for accountability, and I get in nature and get some activity in. My do or dies are to meditate and do the magic pages and plan. If it's really just bare, bare bones, I meditate. That's the hierarchy. But sometimes the pages in the plan... I don't wonder if they're just as important. I really know they are, which is why I can't just teach meditation. I must also help people know these amazing habit tools and how to incorporate meditation in their lives, right? That's my calling. Like, how do we make this a habit and learn more about our souls and our inner being and um, just find that peace in our lives, release the stress? Jeez, see, I digress. There's another squirrel, you guys. Back to more about my soul calling me to change this habit. I was like, huh, what is this? Why on earth would we change these habits? We finally nailed. And I've been changing all year due to my nomadic life. I've gotten very adept at adapting, by the way. I realized my body was shifting with the seasons of the earth. I noticed this in my sisterhood too, which we've we've noticed for a while. But a few weeks ago, people started to rise out of the win- winter slumber it's just not people in snow either, or the real cold. Sun, sunshine has very much to do with this, but I think we also need the recovery of winter. Our bodies do. You hear this and you see this with the astrology and the moon cycles and fun stuff like this, but I didn't think about it in relation to habit stacking. Of course, another squirrel. But did you guys know that in fall, our body increases our insulin resistance? So we have more, we hang on to more for reserves. So we can be ready to conquer for the winter, of course. And we feel this battle every year and resist this holiday time. But how much of that is just our body's natural cycle to protect us from starving all winter when we used to have to worry about these things. Okay, interesting, especially considering my recent dive into understanding insulin more on the prior two episodes in the fasting. On this topic, though, about Mother Earth, love looking to one of my favorite authors, Rebecca Campbell. She, I found at the very beginning of my soul awakening journey when I read her book, Rise, Sister, Rise, and she talks about all these things, our bodies, seasons, the earth, womanhood, sisterhood, like I've never really heard it before. I'll never forget Millie and I, my youngest daughter, we were on a long haul back from a great summer retreat in Beaver Creek, Colorado. I listened to the entire book on Audible all the way from Colorado to Arizona. It kept me up through the night and it just sang to me on so many levels. I want to read to you this one poem she wrote in here about Mother Earth and our ties to it. This is from her book, Rise, Sister, Rise. It's just a short poem here. The mystery of she, her heart was connected to the flowers. As they opened, so did she. Her voice was connected to the birds. As they sang, so did she. Her wisdom was connected to the trees. As they whispered, so did she. Her womb was connected to the moon. As it waxed and waned, so did she. Her attachments were connected to the tides. As they let go, so did she. Her passions were connected to the fire. As it was stoked, so was she. Her eyes were connected to the entire sky. As it saw clearly, so did she. 
Her emotions were connected to the rivers. As they flowed, so did she. Her spirit was connected to the stars. As they shone, so did she. Her soul was connected to the entire universe. As it expanded, so did she. Isn't that just beautiful? I really, really love that. If you're anywhere on your sisterhood soul awakening journey, it's really, really a beautiful book. And I really enjoyed it on Audible, by the way. She has a great Australian accent. (laughs) A lot of fun to listen to, I think. So we are all so connected, right? To everything, to the earth, to the sun, to the moon, the stars, each other, all of it. The totality of it is just confounding. You know where I feel that is meditation, of course, out in nature. She was calling me, get out here and let's do this. I need you. You need me. I'm sure you hear the calls too. Where do they come from? And the calls in winter where you want to hibernate more. But keep in mind that being outdoors all year is so important for our health. I read a study while I was researching this episode, and of course, now I can't find it. I was so mad because I wanted to cite it for you and give you a link so you could check it out, you know, and it makes me sound more official and stuff like that. (laughs) The gist was they did a pretty recent study, I think it was like um, June of this year, involving about 20,000 people. And there were significant health marker improvements for those that spent a minimum of two hours outdoors per week. Not much of a variance for less than that. So that kind of gives us a target to shoot to, to look to try to get outside at least two hours out of your week. As winter rolls around, maybe you're living somewhere where you're like, no way. Or maybe it's summer in Arizona where you don't want to be outside and it's 120 degrees hiking a mountain. Of course, we want to change our habit stacks. And in many cases, we kind of do naturally. We're kind of forced to. Our bodies are wired to change with Mother Earth. And we don't have to force ourselves out of caves anymore. So we have our limits, right? We can be mindful of what our bodies are communicating to us. What is she asking you? We had an interesting post in the sisterhood this week about alarms in your life in the morning. You know, what do you listen to? Is it, is it roosters? Is it the alarm clock? Is it within yourself? And how do you listen to those alarms inside of you? I thought, oh, such a great thing to think about. And I was like, this is so me now. I would not have noticed this call to get in nature before. I would not have listened so intently. Just like I'm listening to my body now about emotions and food. Make no mistake, it's a work in progress, and I'm I'm quite certain it will never stop being one. I'm constantly learning how to better hear it all, my body, mind, and soul connection. This awareness of seasons changing habit stacks, I mean, I realize I should have known this was a thing or thought of it, but I didn't proactively set out to make it a thing about changing knowing the season was coming. I would just kind of let it happen and keep doing things even though it sucked more. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's harder to get up early because there wasn't any sunlight in winter. It's super easy now because it's light and early and and I get the bonus of the excitement to see the sunrise, which I love. My entire energy shifts. So how can we take advantage of this knowledge and put it to use? First of all, having the awareness you're going to change your routine ahead of time can help remove so much drama from your brain. 
You can just be like, hey, we're going to shift a few things around, but we'll get all those rewards you like in so much. They might just look a little bit different and it might be a little uncomfortable for a bit, but we'll figure it out. It's all right. Instead of you thinking, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. I'm not doing my habits anymore. I'm falling apart. I can sit down and write down a revised habit stack, maybe even shorten it up if I'm going to allow a little more sleep in the winter or things like that. In fact, I'm going to be adding this to our 90-day planning in the sisterhood. Seasonal look at your habit stack, everybody. How fun is that? And then we can brainstorm up different ways, like we're going to do a little bit here today. It's kind of like just like you might have different habit stacks on the weekend versus your normal work week. People seem to be just fine with this and keep their weekday habits. Now, I do think the more votes in the bucket you can get while you're building the habit, the better. But once you have a habit established, just keep putting those votes in as much as you can, assuming you want it. Even when I shorten the length of time of my habit stack, I try to keep some things together and some things just go together now. For example, I always write my magic pages before my plan. Those are kind of like the same habit now. They feed each other, and I rarely miss days of either of those. They are a pair. It's less disrupt to the brain if you can keep certain habits tied together, even if you end up shortening them due to a season or a change in your schedule or something like that. Your brain isn't going to like a ton of changes, but the length of time you do a habit isn't isn't part of the neural pathway. It's the frequency. So keep that in mind as you're building it. You know, whether you do it for two minutes or 30 minutes, you're still getting that vote in the bucket or you're still building that neural pathway or keeping that groove built. So show up for even a short amount of time if you can. What about seasons, you guys? Can you think of some ways we can affect our habit routines or stacks knowing these seasonal changes might affect us? I can think of a few. Can you? I'm going to share some that have just come up off the top of my head as I was creating this episode. And I'd love to continue this conversation in the Facebook group. See the link in the show notes, you guys. It's free. It's on Facebook. It's called the Heart Sing Podcast Community. You can find it off the Namaslayer page and you're more than welcome to join in there. Here we go. You know, here's some I came up with. I can look for biohacks, right? Ways I can change the environment in my body or maybe even my home, my emotions and give myself what it feels, what it's needing. For example, now we talked about earthing and grounding and there's those other benefits I talked about. You can get sheets and you can get grounding pads for your feet. You can get other way, other types of ways to get those benefits. What are some other ways you can think to get Mother Earth benefits when you can't be immersed in a mountainside. The sun on my face, maybe sun lamps. And what's up with these salt lamp things? I admit, I don't know. Someone add that to the discussion list. What about different styles of yoga or chakra or meditation techniques, you know, for different seasons, something, you know, using pranayama, using different types of breath that you need at different times depending on what your body is calling for you. There might even be some minerals and vitamins I should be adding in seasonally to my habit stacks. Oh my gosh, I could go on forever, I think, now that I got started. And my aunt has this thing she puts around her neck that puts you in happy mode or something like that. I think I heard it on Dave Asprey's podcast too, on um, Bulletproof Radio. It alters the body, like gives you the same 
frequency that happiness provides your body. Maybe I need one in winter because it's sure nice being up early again. I need like sunlight in the RV somehow. In the winter, I think I'm all about a quick stack. I enjoy a nice long morning outside with my writing and all of that in the spring and summer. But maybe in the winter, I like to curl up in my chair a little bit more. And you know what? Maybe that's okay. I'm going to start paying attention to the seasons a little more in my habits and Mother Earth. What about you? I would love to hear about how yours change. Any special tips and tricks that you have come up with to ease yourself between seasons? Do you notice your body changing and you want to adapt and go inside a little bit more in the winter and then you're ready to rise and radiate when summer, spring and summer hit? It's a birthing, right? It's a process we go through. I'm going to drop some of the links in the show notes about all of this we've talked about today, the grounding and the earthing, some habit stacking episodes I've done if you're really curious about that more, and the HeartSync podcast community, of course. And you can always head over to namaslayer.com, find out ways you can work with me privately, coaching or in groups, and about the Me First Guide and Sisterhood Experience. I have not yet started the intro to meditation courses, but get get on that list over at the website. And as soon as I get them started upcoming here soon, I will be sure you know, so you can join in because, you know, I think it's so key. If you've enjoyed this, and if you're still here, I'll assume you do. (laughs) Have you left a review or dropped some stars for the podcast yet or shared with a friend? I can't tell you how appreciated it is. It really helps us creators creating. So don't ever think they don't matter. And in fact, in addition to hopefully being inspired to meditate today and look at your seasonal habit stacks, I hope this inspires you to give every podcast you like some stars and reviews. The love goes a long way out there. It really does. So you guys have fun habit stacking and earthing and grounding and listening to your body, mind, and soul. Until next time, my witches and bitches, slay her out.